0: Blog Talk Radio. Oh, <laughs>
1: there are All you have to do is uh, go to iTunes, and then from iTunes, uh, go to the podcast section, search the TSL Podcast, Total Sports Live, hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. And if you leave us comments, any comments or concerns or questions, we'll definitely try to answer those or, you know, try to look for ways to improve this podcast to make it better for your uh, listenership, because that's who we're appealing to our uh, listeners here on the radio, on the podcast, and our viewers and readers on com. But we have a great show for everyone tonight, tonight excuse me, as we will talking about Eagles-Packers, which, which will be happening tomorrow night, 8.30, on ESPN at Lincoln Financial Field, as the Eagles will be looking to go 5-0 at home, but also look to be Going are also looking to be six and five, trying to fight for a wild card position, which is getting a little bit, which is getting a tad bit tough. But the road could get manageable for a wild card spot if, and I say, if, if they can win tomorrow night. That is the major case. So, we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about what, uh, what should you be looking for? What will you be looking for in tomorrow's game? Um, what to expect from the running game? That's another thing. We're going to talk about the running game, and Ryan Matthews will be out uh, will be out tomorrow. Darren Spores will play, but we're going to talk about the running game and what to expect from that. Uh, we're also uh, going to talk about Nelson Aguilar. Are you concerned about Aguilar? There's a, a lot of talk surrounding Aguilar uh, about his playing going forward. Uh, this rest of the season. The Eagles activated Paul Turner. Should we expect a lot from Paul Turner and Bryce Treggs for the rest of the season to possibly save the day? We'll talk about that. We're also uh, going to look at our three keys to victory. We're going to to list our three keys to victory for tonight's game. And finally, we're going to be going around the NFC East as the Cowboys beat Washington on Thanksgiving. We're We're going to talk about the question of are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender, and we're also going to look at the Giants as the Giants uh, pulled away against the Cleveland Browns uh, today, and Cleveland, the Cinder Browns will be 0-12. But before we get into all that tonight, you already know who I'm going to bring on the podcast with me, my co-host, the one and only, Angela Montoni. Angela, how are you doing tonight?
0: Well. I'm doing all right. Could be doing better, but like with anything in life, sometimes you just got to bump some print and handle your business. That's so yeah, what I've been doing.
1: I think we can all take a cue from that on, uh, on that uh, on that saying right there. And uh, you
0: know, Thank you, Purple uh, Rain well. Album.
1: <laughs> which Dang was done man. in
0: one continuous take, by the way. It was done in one continuous take, just in case there was any kind of ambiguity there.
1: <laughs> hey, that's what you call excellence. When you can do an album in one take, that's how you know how good you are. When you can do it in one take and just say, this is good, let's just keep rolling. Yeah, it didn't
0: need the, yeah, didn't need the dozen producers and, like, multiple scrap uh, tracks that Michael Jackson needed on thriller. Oops, I just said it out loud. Ooh.
1: Hopefully there's, hopefully there's no Michael Jackson fans. Hopefully there's no Michael I don't Jackson care. Bring fans bring listening up, tonight. Bring them. Oh, oh gosh! (laughs) Oh goodness! But we digress. I digress. I should say. I should see the comments on iTunes.
0: (laughs) Oh, again, I bring
1: them. Congratulations to you.
0: Congratulations to you, my oh, co-host, yeah. for his first byline on the Philly Tribune. We didn't even mention that. Congratulations! Nobody has worked harder for longer than you have. So I was very, very happy yeah, so for you and very proud to
1: see that. Oh, so, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm only going to bring it up. I guess that's just the.
0: Uh, no, I, the, I you got. I got. I hum- got you yeah. there.
1: Humble part of me. Yeah, I guess that's the oh, humble. Oh, I part. brought it up you for you. People have been asking me, they're like, Why aren't you excited? You should be excited. I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm not you know, I'm not the type of person. That I'm not gonna shoot no shots and call out people. I'm not the type of person that get off on this type of stuff. You know who those people are. I'm not one of I of know people. how you are. You're
0: you're 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 humble <laughs> to a fault, but this is something you really should be
1: proud of. <laughs> that is true. You're not so, the only person that said that to me today. <laughs> I'm humble to a fault. That's why I
0: brought it up. Because congratulations to you. No one has worked harder and for longer on this kind of stuff. So, for someone who got his first front page byline, That's a huge accomplishment. I'm very very proud of you. Very very proud
1: of you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And hopefully there will be more coming down the pipeline. Like I just told, like I felt like I've been telling everybody today. I just, that's, I just literally just. I did. I did what, what they do in the NFL. I just come in. I just came in as a spot starter, came in as a of quarterback. Just got the job done, and you know, just let everything handle itself out. But that's all I did. I just did my part, and I'm glad people, you know, in, enjoyed the story. If they pick up the paper today, uh, it's, it's you, you know, if you enjoyed the story. I'm glad you read it, and you can also. Um, read the story on phillytrib.com, uh, one sports section. It's on the Smallwood stories on there as well, so you can check it out uh, on there too. And <clears throat> Since we're talking about those Eagles, they have a big game tomorrow night, Angela. This is huge for them. This, I don't want to say this is a make or break game for their season, but the way the wild card is shaping up with Minnesota winning, well, no, losing on things. No, they lost on Thanksgiving. Losing on things. Yeah. They're now 6-5, uh, and five, I think. And now you have Tampa Bay, who is rolling. Tampa Bay is rolling right now. They're 6-5 if they're beating the Seahawks. 14-5 to today. The Eagles, they need to win tomorrow night. There's no answer or butts against a Packers team that is struggling this year. Sweet. We talk about the Eagles secondary, the Packers secondary, I think is 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 worse than the Eagles. A lot of people saying this should be a game that the Eagles win. I hope they win. I hope they win because we said this many times before on this podcast that this team is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They beat the teams that they're not supposed to beat, but then they'll lose to the teams that they aren't supposed to lose to.
0: Well, I think here's the thing, right? So the Eagles are still listed in the hunt, and they're not like too far down the list. Uh, they have the Vikings and the Bucks ahead of them. Uh, the Vikings and the Bucks have still not seen their bye week, nor have the Lions, nor have the Redskins, the Giants, the Falcons. So there's plenty of room to move around there. Uh, is this game a must-win game? Yeah, it is, but it it should be a game they should be able to win because, let's be real here, uh, Green Bay's defense has slowly deteriorated, deteriorated, I'm sorry, deteriorated year upon year <laughs> upon year after year, and, I mean, their defense just isn't, they just don't really have a defense to speak of. Yeah, they still have Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the premier quarterbacks in the league, but... A good offense will never be able to save you from a lackluster defense, and I think that's the problem that Green Bay is, is running into right here. So it's, it's not hopeless, but there really needs some some adjustments made and and some things that need to be done for them to squeak into the playoffs. And if they do get into the playoffs, they are going to squeak into the playoffs. And the fact that they don't have Ryan Matthews concerns me a little bit. But, again, even if they do get into the playoffs, let's be realistic here. They're not making it out of wild-court weekends. So, we really, I mean, we don't have, we don't have our first-round draft pick next year, so I guess it doesn't really matter to think about it in those terms. So, what we really need is we need the Vikings to tank because we have their first-round draft pick next year, and that's what I'm paying attention to more at this point because this team doesn't have it in them to squeak into the playoffs and make a run and, and win the Super Bowl. It's just that this team is just not capable of it. I wish they were, but they're not, um, but it's not hopeless. But even if, you know, they get into, even if they make it out a wildcard weekend, I just don't see them going any further. Yeah. That's, that's just what I'm, what I'm looking at. But what the one thing that we need is we need the Vikings to just kind of like Take a tailspin and and go downhill because we have their first round pick next year, and they should be able to win the game against the Packers easily because the Packers defense is just decimated. And while they still have a decent offense, the Eagles have a really good defense. It's just going to be who can outshoot the other. Packers obviously have the better quarterback, but with the Eagles having the better defense as it stands at the moment, I think they have a I think they have a complete chance. In the morning.
1: I would agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on your assessment. I I I agree with you. I totally. I'm I'm just I'm I'm lost for words because I agree. You know, like you said, the Eagles have the better defense than the Packers, and you know, even though statistics might say in terms of the run defense that the Packers are, you know, six in the NFL on run defense, only giving up 190 points. Uh, not 191. 91.1 yards per game. In their last two outings against Tennessee and against Washington last Sunday night, the Packers' de- defense has given up 154 and 151 rushing yards in both of those contests. So Can we, we, we talk just about mention that? Yeah,
0: you finished and let him go.
1: <laughs> if we, talk about having, we talk about a black hole on the defense. That's a black hole on the defense. They can't stop the run and – Tennessee, you know, they have good running backs in DeMarco Murray and um Derrick Henry, but Washington, they don't really have a big name running back. Robert Kelly pretty much did a number on them last week. So we'll see what they happens on uh on the on the run on the run on the run defense of the Packers.
0: Can we just talk about how there are two NFC East teams that are occupying the wild card spots right now? Yeah. When this was, like, yeah. the worst division possible, like, two, three years ago. I just think it's hilarious that the Redskins are the sixth seed and the Giants are the fifth seed. And, I mean, you know, the Cowboys that are 10-1, as much as it hurts my heart to say it, the Cowboys are 10-1. Yeah, they have a really good offensive line, but I'm sick of hearing that defense. They've got a great quarterback. And he'd be good no matter what. Offensive line, he was behind. So I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of that justifications. I know the only reason he's looking good is he's behind a good offensive line. You know, maybe you're just bitter because he could have been the Eagles' quarterback. They just was impatient and taken him, and uh, taking Elliott in the first round. They stay where they were, and we could have the Cowboys' team potentially right now. Again, as an Eagles fan, pains me to say it. Probably gonna get some backlash on it. Don't care. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, like you have Giants in the fifth seed, and the Redskins and the sixth seed. I'm sorry, the Washington National Football Team in the sixth seed. And mm-hmm. the Eagles are still on the hunt. So what was once the worst division in football, all of a sudden is looking to be one of the better ones, at least this year.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. I think the NFC East, I think, is one of the best divisions in football. I think behind the NFC East, you have to have to say the AFC West minus San Diego. I think the AFC West would be the only comparable division that you consider one of the best behind the, uh, behind the Eagles. So I would have to say it's um, the AFC West minus San Diego. No disrespect to the Chargers, but they're not at the 7-8 win plateau like Denver, KC, and Oakland is.
0: Chargers are 5-6. and six.
1: Oh. Hey. 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 Yeah. Playing well. They they they, 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 they do win. better in
0: fantasy they they do better in fantasy points than they do in actual real life.
1: That is the truth. No, that that no, that is the God honest truth. You you are right about that. <laughs> you are right about that because you get a big day for Phillip, a big day from Melvin Gordon and Tyrell Williams can go up and they will still lose on the scoreboard because you're decent mm. and not getting yeah.
0: stopped. And you know who was on my bench? Philip Rivers and Tyrell Williams. And you know who my starting quarterback was today? Oh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And one, of my my, one of my starting my receivers was Tyler Lockett. So don't you think I believe that I should have started Philip Rivers and uh, and Williams? Uh, yeah, Tyrell I'd Williams. probably be yeah. cruising to victory. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Fantasy, fantasy is a weird game this year. This season has been very she, weird fantasy.
0: Fantasy football is a cruel, cruel, <laughs> cruel mistress. Yes, she is. It's
1: a cruel, it's a cruel mistress. And talking about uh, cruel mistresses, you know, we talked, we just talked about the Chargers and their offense, how they can score points. The Eagles offense, they're in a weird predicament uh, this tomorrow night as they are without Ryan Matthews, like you mentioned it. They're without Ryan Matthews. It's mm-hmm. shocking, shocking we can stayed healthy up until this point. He's hurt, MCL spring, He's out. Darren Sproles is gonna play, but he has a fractured rib. It seems like we are now down to Kenyon Barner and Wendell Smallwood. But I have hope in Wendell. I was not a big fan of Wendell Smallwood when they drafted him. I was more of a Paul Perkins guy for the Giants. But why are my Why are the NFC East teams taking my guys that I wanted the Eagles to take? But I got grass. I got grass. And Wendell Smallwood has made a believer out of me. So, Angela, what should we expect from tomorrow night's running game? Should I, I think? I think? I think Peterson has to lean on Smallwood. Smallwood, when given the carries this season, has shown that he can uh, run the football uh, effectively. He's like a lot of people say he's like Corral Buckholder, where he, you know, he's not a starter, but when you put mm-hmm. him in you know, the he can gas you and get big, and get you some, uh, Well, I
0: agree with, the, you know, I agree with the S.S., and I really don't agree with um, Smallwood being equated to Corral Buckhalter because there was just, you know, I feel like he was just so much physically stronger and could dip his head down. And so here's the problem, and I've been saying this for months. It doesn't matter who is the running back. So here's the thing. If you are not using your running game effectively, it doesn't matter if you have LeSean McCoy or Ryan Matthews or Wendell Smallwood or freaking uh, Adia Royster. <laughs> I did even even
1: <laughs>
0: If you're not using it effectively, you're not pulling that secondary on the line. So in the end, it doesn't matter. I don't think he really has gotten, maybe this is a whole like growing pains and he'll realize it next year, but as of right now, he's not giving that like mix to where like, oh, we're going to pass this play and run this play and then mix it up to where the secondary stays close to the line to open up the pass game. They're not running enough. Mm-hmm. so where The secondary is always staying back. And with Ryan Matthews being out and Darren Sproles being hurt, yeah, the Packers know they're probably not going to go run heavy tomorrow night, and that's what worries right. me. Because if the Packers know they're not going to run heavy. The Packers are going to guard the pass, and that's going to take it away from mm-hmm. Lens.
1: Right. So, so you're saying they should do the opposite and start running if the Packers mm-hmm. want to come in with that mindset that they're going to be pass happy.
0: Why shouldn't they? The Packers obviously know that the Eagles have no faith in their running backs. They're running out there tomorrow night. So, why shouldn't they run them out there and see what they held, what the hell they can do? hmm That's what I'm learning about. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> no, you're
0: right. Tomorrow is definitely a must-win game. And if you think about it, like, the two teams that are ahead of them in the hunt, the Vikings – and while the Vikings have a really good defense, we've seen what Sandy Sleeves can do, and he'll choke. they'll fall off. They
1: could get. Wait. They could get Adrian Peterson back next in December. Mm. It's, a, it's a strong possibility.
0: Well, it's just not. Um, and the Bucks have a really good quarterback and some really good wide receivers. I think Jameis Winston is really fine in his his, you know, his stride. But their defense isn't what it needs to be for them to be contender.
1: Hey, they have 18 takeaways in their last seven games, with including the day of the final game. They have. 18 takeaways. They have,
0: but I just... They they do, but I don't think that they have the team that can kind of sustain that production. Product, production. What? So, I think the Eagles can easily play LeapFrog over those 2 mm-hmm.
1: uh, It
0: just depends on... You know, at like the Giants and the Redskins are in no, front of the Washington, Washington, Washington National Football, Football Team because they're the ones that are occupying the, wild card, right the wild card spots right now.
1: And that is the big question is that, like you said, they can easily jump Minnesota and they can jump Tampa. I know Tampa's schedule is very tough. Um, they got past Seattle, which at the end, which I was shocked. They I, can't I can't believe it that. I cannot I
0: believe it cannot that. I cannot believe it that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't either, but like I said, I, I wrote about this for justgivingSunday.com. This, this I said, you know, Tampa, like I said, they came into this game today, defense last six weeks with, uh, I'm going to say, like I said, 15 takeaways. They got three today. Give them 18 in the last seven. And, I mean, in their last seven games, James Winston came into this game in his last six games, 12 touchdowns, only two interceptions. He had two touchdowns today, giving him 14 interceptions, giving him 14 touchdowns, excuse me, in his last seven games. They're playing well, but they have a tough schedule because, like the Eagles, they have a bunch of their um, divisional games towards towards the end of the season, too, which could knock them out of the, you know, knock them out, of the playoff contention, but they're also fighting for the division as well. Think about it. If Tampa could somehow leapfrog Atlanta and Atlanta starts falling in their wildcard spot, the Eagles own the tiebreaker over Atlanta. So that can also favor the Eagles, too.
0: Yeah, I guess Atlanta's only 7-4 and, and the Bucks are 6-5, so...
1: It's tough. It's tough. When you when you start when you start trying to think of wild card scenarios, it starts start getting a little bit weird to feel like Is this team still on the hunt? Is that team still on the hunt? Is this team still doing this? And it's uh yeah, it's very, it's a very well under five hundred. Well under five hundred are still on the hunt.
0: Mathematically <laughs>
1: Mathematically Math- still Math- Math- on the hunt. Mm. I say that in air quotes too. I'm doing the airport yeah. signal over here. Yeah. Mathematically, still, uh, still in, involved in the playoff chief. We'll see how that pans out because we're going to definitely talk about the NFC East uh, later uh, in the show, and we continue talking about tomorrow night's game. And there's been a lot of discussion this past weekend about Nelson Aguilar and you know how I think I don't I think I saw this somewhere on the score score.com well-respected, a sports entity. Sports entity. Um, I think they said something like Nelson Aguilar went to go see a sports psychologist, psychologist, psychiatrist, I don't know. It seems like he's trying to find himself again. And, you know, Brandon Graham, I read something where Graham was talking, Brandon Graham was talking about how he understands what Nelson is going through as a number one pick, I mean, at a first-round pick, and all the pressures that come with it at, you know, at the position he plays. So Nelson's no, going through a lot. We don't know what he's what's going what what's his role going to be in tomorrow night's game if he even sees himself like that. So with Paul Turner being activated, who was like the principality of the preseason. Everybody loves everybody loved him some Paul Turner. I even love me some Paul Turner. If he caught everything in his uh in his in his catch radius, including that ridiculous one-handed catch against the um against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But mm-hmm. should we expect a lot from Turner and Bryce Tregg in tomorrow night's game before the rest of the season pretty much to save the day at the wide receiver position, which has been lacking?
0: Well, I don't know if that's what you're saying. I like, you, what you should trust one of these one players more than the other. I just think it's already established, established that – we can't trust Aguilar with anything. You know, if, if anyone has ever anyone watched, watched anyone has ever Little watched Giants when they were a kid, Aguilar is hot hands hand hand hand
1: hand I, I thought it was Jordan Matthews, but it seems like we have, we have, we have gotten, well, Jordan Jordan gotten better. Well, Jordan Matthews has
0: gotten better. <laughs> Aguilar couldn't catch a cold of his hands or made a Kleenex.
1: Hey, hey, hot hands couldn't couldn't had to envision of football as a fullest paper in the game against the Cowboys. That's that's, that's hot
0: hands only. Hot hands only caught the ball because he put all that sticky stuff on his hands.
1: Oh yeah, when he got stuck on, he got stuck on his uh, jersey and the yeah, football. Yeah, got stuck on his, on his jersey.
0: And Devin Sawa tried to something. throw in the ball, and it just didn't work.
1: And Spike comes over and I say, Hey, high hand, you're the best player on our team. And you just see his hand, just goes mm.
0: up.
1: and down. Up and down.
0: Spike's in hell. Spike's in peewee hell.
1: hell. I must be feeling like he's in hell right now as a wide receiver for the equals Eagles. That's not.
0: Uh, he deserved not it. Out for he's him. not living up to his potential.
1: Hey, he was the Chip Kelly draft pick. A, yeah, and Chip a, Kelly a, is was, one and ten. Yeah, hey, hey. Some people still want to make them believe believe in his system. Check check. Eliot Parks Twitter today. He was tweeting about he was tweeting about that uh, Chip Kelly. If you don't believe me, check the Twitter. He was tweeting about him. Mhm. Ten and one.
0: Or I'm sorry, one in ten, One in ten offensive genius. <laughs> so much prowess. Wow, That's brilliant. Hey, that's
1: brilliant. hey, hey! Colin Chapnick did have 409 yards of to total offense today. Yeah, but he chose when it counted. Oh, he didn't choke. Come oh, on, he got he. Yeah, he he hesitated. I mean, who wouldn't hesitate when you see Nadamkin too? Well, I, I would hesitate. Would you hesitate? And then he went back to the sidelines and kissed his baby
0: biceps.
1: Oh, my God. We lucky he didn't, like, tear something in his knee the way he got bent backwards.
0: <laughs> that was a beautiful play for me, at least. Last play.
1: Oh. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. That was actually Kaepernick's best game this season so far. Best game, really. He looked like the Kaepernick of old.
0: Yeah, well, when that's he costs so you twenty seven thousand dollars, you see if you can, you see if you can think of him so fondly.
1: That is true. That is true. Uh, I always forget about that when we bring up Kaepernick. It's about it's about the, uh about the suicide pool, and
0: that's, mm-hmm.
1: that's where the disgust comes from.
0: Frickin' tie with the Rams in time. Rand Jesus! Jesus
1: time. Hey, you can't blame them. Yeah, uh, it's just like oh, it's I can plenty like blame, blame them.
0: And furthermore, I can hope that the 49ers, the 49ers do nothing Because they have the chip head as their head coach chip And he did nothing but destroy our team
1: Yeah, That is true This has been well documented <laughs> we, So, we so see, I wish we nothing but where we, yeah. where we hold
0: Especially, did you see the game that LaShawn McCoy had today?
1: Yeah Mm. Yeah, she's still doing what he does best, right?
0: <laughs> right, and he'd <laughs> still be in Midnight Green if it wasn't for that colossal fool. So, so
1: I can Jackson. rag... that was Deshaun Jack at 118, uh, oh, yeah. 118 receiving yards on Thanksgiving.
0: Exactly. So I can rag on that colossal fool all that I want. And I'm sorry, I think it's hilarious <laughs> that he is coaching a team right now. That has a ten-game losing streak. That's the first ten-game losing streak that team has ever seen in franchise history. Because he deserves wow. whatever the hell he gets. Yeah, it's the first ten-game losing streak the Niners have ever had in their franchise history. He deserves so whatever ten, he gets.
1: So we have a ten. We have a ten-game losing streak in NFL. And we have a ten-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. He deserves
0: whatever the hell he gets. And I hope (laughs) it's a one-way ticket back to college.
1: I don't think he's he's determined. He's determined that he's not going back to college. He's determined he's not going back to college.
0: Well, then he'll go on, and every, every NFL team he has a hand in will lose because it's been proven with two teams that his system and his, quote-unquote, offensive genius does not
1: work. At That's least his college quarterback him. is doing well, and I think you can say that.
0: Yeah, but I think, that it's, I think if Mariota would have been here and been in his, quote-unquote, system, he wouldn't have been as successful. I think Mariota has different coaches no. and...
1: Mm-hmm. A different
0: sets of receivers and like a different setup so yep. I think that's why Mariota yep. is is successful. Even a
1: he's even offense. Right. I don't, think it's,
0: because, you know, right. I don't think it's because yeah. I don't think it's because Mariota is just like some premier level quarterback and that's why he's successful. I mean that's that's not what I feel at all. But yeah you know, he's
1: getting there. He's getting he's getting there. he is well, he, he is <laughs>
0: No, but, but I don't
1: think it's great stuff this year. Great
0: stuff. Yeah, great but, but, ch, but Chip's arrogance and Chip's poor management. I, I love it. Love it that he's coaching a team right now that has a 10-game losing streak. Good for him. Hey,
1: man. I, he will never understand that you cannot run a high tempo offense and expect your defense not to get worn out at the end of the game and start blowing baskets mm. and tires. Nope.
0: So when I'm sitting at work and red zone is on it's like the end of the Niners-Dolphins game, I'm cheering for the Dolphins defense. And when he got whacked in the last play, I was like, ha, ah, uh, good for him. You were,
1: you, were cheering for, you were cheering for Byron Maxwell and Chiquito Alonso.
0: Yes, yes, I was.
1: Go Byron. Too, uh, even though they were no, too – No, screw uh, Kiko
0: Alonso. I don't really even care about him. Um, but Byron <laughs> Maxwell, he definitely made a really good play in the end
1: zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Myron that made, made a hell of a play in the end, though, even though he still did look like he gets beat. I don't know what it, is, what it is about him. He looks like he's always getting beat off the line every time the ball's going this direction. It's because he's small. Like he's beat. Yeah, that too. That too. And I guess playing with Richard Sherman in Seattle makes your life a little bit easier when you're the number two guy. I'm, I'm like.
0: Yeah. And you know, to be fair, that was probably how the not ends up with their edge day because Earl Thomas was out on an injury.
1: Mm-hmm. And wasn't and wasn't uh what's his name Sneed out too? Sneed or Sheed was out as well in the secondary. If I'm not mistaken, I know they we were missing what the guys on Earl Thomas was
0: out. But who else was out? I
1: want to say it was uh what's his name? She, uh, she, or, or she, or Sneed, whatever his name was. It's the corner. Yeah, deck, that sounds right. Yeah, deck. I, I
0: was, I was working when the game started, so I didn't get the injury reports and stuff. I just needed Earl Thomas to see how because that was like big news.
1: Yeah, obviously when Earl's not playing, then that's a problem. So, you can, you, you can thank the Eagles for that, Tampa, that Earl got hurt during that game. You can thank them. Aw. You, you can thank them.
0: Earl you the should have been an Eagle.
1: Hey, Brandon Graham has come into his own.
0: Yes, he yeah, has, he but that's
1: another but debate for it. another show. Right, but look, you don't got Earl Thomas, but you got Ronnie mcLeod Malcolm Jenkins. That's not a bad. That's not a bad secondary combo.
0: i uh, will have Earl Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had, You would have had Earl Thomas from the jump from his rookie year, so you wouldn't have had to worry about adding Malcolm Jenkins. And you would have been able to, like, you know, get your pieces elsewhere. Other. Other that's not even a word. Um, you would have been able where? to build your other pieces <laughs> around the team. Other you where? know what I'm saying? You're you were picking up what I'm putting down. I just invented yeah, no, a new word, otherware.
1: <laughs> other otherware. That's the word of the day, kid. Today's word of the day is otherware. Otherware. <laughs>
0: definition <I> like <laughs> Definition adjective in football terms when you were talking about players that are filling out other positions that you didn't deem necessary at the time.
1: Right. They were otherware.
0: <laughs> otherware. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, 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 man. Let's wrap up this. We got a couple more minutes. Let's wrap this up. The Three Keys to Victory. People already know I usually do a Three Keys to Victory post on com. I haven't been doing that lately because every time it seems like I do a Three Keys to Victory, the Eagles somehow end up moving. So I, I, I felt like I was being a jinx. So I kind of just shut it down <laughs> until further notice. But uh, let's come up with Three Keys to Victory. Angela, what's one key to victory for the Eagles tomorrow if they want to beat Green Bay?
0: Wide receivers. Wide receivers need to figure out what the hell they're doing.
1: <laughs> it's just that simple. Feed Green Beckham. Feed DGB on the slant route.
0: Yes. Please utilize ball. him in the crossing routes and in the red zone.
1: Mm-hmm. You are you are singing. You are singing my praises on that one. Uh I'm going to hit. I'm going to hit. I'm going to hit everybody with the second point. My second key to victory, I would have to say, is the Eagles' defensive line. They have to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be key. You cannot let Aaron Rodgers sit back yet, even though he hasn't played well. Even though he doesn't have a running game, uh, he still has guys in the wide receiver in the wide receiver unit named Randall Cobb and Jordan Nelson, who can do damage against the Eagles' secondary. So the Eagles' D line must get pressured. Jim Schwartz has to dial up the blitz. He cannot sit back and allow another mobile quarterback to sit back and be patient. you got to dial up the, the blitz, Jim. I know you don't want to, but you got to dial it up. And Angela, third point, third key to victory for the Eagles.
0: Um, the wide receivers to the line. Uh I think that the secondary really needs to come up big because Mm -hmm. our secondary is looking like burnt toast. And, I mean, obviously the team has a lot of issues, but that's the one that I can pick on. We need some secondary help. And hopefully they can show up and do their jobs, but if they can't, then at least it's going to be an indicative uh, demonstration of what we need to fix in the draft.
1: No, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Secondary have to play good. They have to play like how they played against Julio and the Falcons and how they played against Antonio Brown in the Steelers. You got to you gotta keep them off the end zone. That's it. They did it with Julio. They kept him off the end zone. Even though Julio had 10 catches for 135 yards, they kept him off the end zone. Even right. though Antonio Brown had a big game, Cap them off the end zone. That's what they have to do. And get the interception. Right. Get an interception.
0: Right. You're right. But in, in reality here it we don't have a good secondary, so it's not like, you'd be like yeah, we're we are we do not have a good secondary. We need to have them a good we need them to have a good game.
1: Right. Okay. It comes down to tackling. Tackling, that right. you gotta tackle. That's one thing they didn't do against do good against Seattle. The secondary did not tackle well. Too many arm tackles. Can't do that. You gotta wrap up. Wrap up, drive. You don't wrap up and drive. It's gonna be a long day for you. A long day. A long day indeed. Long day mm-hmm. indeed. And we got a few more minutes here and let's go around the NFC East to wrap it up. The Cowboys beat Washington uh, on Thanksgiving. I think the final score was like 31 to 26 or something like that. The Cowboys are now 10 and 1. People are saying, Dak, Dak and Zeke be in the MVP race. You know, Josh Norman and Des Bryant were having their little trash talking now. But the question that's on everybody's mind right now is that aren't the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl? Super Bowl contenders,
0: Angela? I don't want to think that, especially because he was the quarterback I wanted the Eagles to take. So I don't even want to say that the Cowboys would be Super Bowl contenders with the quarterback that I wanted them to take. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> abstain from that conversation. I abstain.
1: <laughs> I'll answer it. I'll answer it then. I don't I want. I want to say the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders, but I can't jump on that bandwagon just because I know the Cowboys offense is good. But what happens when you do put pressure and get pressure in Dak Prescott's face? We've seen what happened when the Eagles finally decided to blitz him in the fourth quarter of that game on Sunday night. He looked very erratic, uncomfortable. He showed things he showed that he was a working quarterback. And another thing, I'm not For as much as everybody wants to say that Dallas defense is is that Dallas Cowboys are really that good, it's because of their offense eating up time on the clock. Because that Dallas secondary isn't good at all. That defense isn't good, and you can take this to the bank and and go and go and go and go put and go put out a loan if you want to and go take out a loan on this. But the Dallas Cowboys defense is not good. Dallas defense, I think, will cost them two games. In these in these last six games, defense will lose will lose the Cowboys two games during this stretch of these last six games because I just don't believe in them. I think their secondary, they're definitely their secondary they're good. Um, I'm trying to think what game it was. Was it, it wasn't Thanksgiving? It was the day before. It was the game before Thanksgiving. I forgot who they played, but uh, who was it? Brandon Carr was mugging somebody, and the refs did not call anything. I'm trying to think who was the team they played before. Before, um, they can always play before, yeah. Who did they play before? Washington trying to think who did they play before? I can see the team, but it's not coming to me. (laughs) The jersey color, sorry, my my
0: tablet like froze.
1: Okay, anywho, (laughs) anywho, I think. The Cowboys secondary is going to be Achilles' heel. Uh, this team, this defense has been, but don't break. And I think they're going to eventually break. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not I'm just not in full mode today, Super Bowl contenders. Even though ESPN a first take and Undisputed on Fox Sports 1 may tell you that it's probably Super Bowl contender.
0: No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: that's – wasn't the Vikings? No. The Vikings no, are – the Vikings are – uh, The
0: Ravens. The Ravens.
1: Yes, yes, yes. There you go. Yes, that's what it was. It was a yes, and it was in the Ravens game when Flacco threw the ball. I want to say it was Kamar Aiken in the end zone, and mm. Brandon Carr had mugged Brandon. Uh, Brandon Carr had mugged Aiken, and they did not call anything. He was literally hugging him, he was hugging him, and they didn't call anything. That's, that's I know, man. I had the had Ravens defense,
0: here, so I saw that coming. <laughs>
1: We all saw it coming a mile away, so I'm not ready to get on that bandwagon yet. And when again, Angela, a lot of people are saying that this team. some who said it, I think it was Brandon Lee Gauk, Gow- Brandon Lee Gow- of uh, Philly Mag 24 Seven. He said on Twitter that this Giants team. He said something effective that this Giants this Giants team must, must be the is the loudest eight and three team we've ever seen. Now I gotta agree with him on that because this Giants team is not impressive. I don't care what no, nobody. The they're Giants not. Is not impressive.
0: They're not. They have good receivers, but they have a trash defense. They're a dull they'll, they'll falter. Don't worry.
1: Talk about a trash defense again. Who again? Terrell Pryor was mugged in the end zone by Janoris Jenkins again in this game. I think Josh McCown tried to uh a frustrated route, a jump ball to Pryor, and Janoris Jenkins literally holding Pryor, tugging on his jersey. With, with with two hands. And, and the refs didn't call anything. The refs didn't call anything. Even though TP had a good game, you know, anybody that knows me, I've been on the Terrell Pryor bandwagon since he was the quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. I'm a great right. fan club, you know. I'm hoping he comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Damn, he was, him on midnight green on the outside would make Carson wins job just a lot more easier, i say that much. Uh-huh. Ah, he a beautiful thing. Terrell Pryor, Jordan Matthews, uh, Doriel Green Beckham. I can get jiggy with that. Uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, well, we all have so, our uh,
0: fantasies. You see, we'd like to see the Eagle. Doesn't mean it happens, though. Like I said, yeah, if I had wheels, I'd be a wagon.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. If anybody, if anybody wants to get me a, a Terrell Pryor jersey for Christmas, that'd be nice. I'm just saying.
0: By the name of Terrell Pryor, Pryor jersey, his first byline on his first paper today. He earned it.
1: Thank you, thank you. And because I was the only person in my fantasy league to have Terrell Pryor, I had him. I had him in the fantasy league with Adio and Greg and all of them. I had. Oh, Pryor. there you go. And he's been he's been money. He's been money this year, and mm-hmm. I've been on the bandwagon since the preseason. While we were talking about Dak, I was also talking about Terrell Pryor. So hey, we'll see what the Giants do. I'm not. Too sure about them. I don't, I don't think they're that good. Dallas. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. And Washington. What can we say about Washington? I just don't know. Kirk Cousins is a walking vine, uh, of a walking vine, or a walking. I don't know where want to say it. He just, he just come up with. He's a walking catcher, I'll just say that. There's a report that said that Washington could give him the franchise tag again, but I think it would be like some if he go back to back franchise tab. I think he would be making like $34 million or some ridiculous number I <laughs> It would be some stick number like that. And I don't think Curtis Kirk is uh, worth, worth $34 million per year. So we'll see what happens with no Washington. Way. I'm not sure about Washington either. I'm not sure about them either, and/or I don't know. I don't think that they're that good either. But that's hard to say when the Eagles are behind both Washington and New York.
0: That's going to wrap us up, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It? That pretty much is going to wrap us up. Uh, final predictions. What is your prediction for uh, tomorrow night's game? Eagles 24,
0: Packers 21.
1: Ooh, a close one. So we think he killed a the 50 game winning field goal, or. <laughs> Green Beckham scores game with a touchdown to the uh, I
0: think the Eagles get off into the lead early and then they just hold on to it in the end.
1: Ah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna be sweating it out. Definitely tell me, we're gonna be sweating mm. it out at mm. the end. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I'm not looking forward to sweating it out tomorrow, but hey, it is what it is I mean, yeah, there it is what it is. If it wasn't, it would be something else. Right. Yeah, that's true. And actually, I have this game being a little bit more hot than that. I think the Eagles win this game in a shootout. I'm thinking 34-31 30, out of the Eagles winning.
0: Yeah.
1: Shootout. Anybody, it's going to be like that Syracuse-Pittsburgh game. Anybody keep score that game in uh, college football? Pittsburgh beat Syracuse 76-61. to No lie. Gotcha. No BS. And before we go, before we go, we gotta give a huge shout out to Angeles uh University. Temple <laughs> had an amazing week in athletics. The basketball yes. team won the in a, won the NIT tip off championship. And they also in the process beat two top twenty five teams back to back, beat Florida State, and they came back and uh the next day and beat West Virginia. So shout out to Temple of Basketball. And then on the football proud side, day to be an L. They beat Eastern Carolina 37-10 to last night uh, they clinched the clinch A-A- the AAC East Division, and they'll be playing Navy in the AAC championship game for the right to win the conference and, you know, get a nice ball game out of it. So let's see what the Owls do. Like I said, good job, Matt Owls. Another great job from our guy Matt Brown for covering Temple for Temple football for the second straight season. Always does. An excellent job taking his coverage to the next level, and uh, that's going to wrap up the podcast. Uh, thank he you, guys for everybody. Thank you, Patty and sorry. <laughs> cherry and white, cherry and white, white, for
0: cherry and white.
1: There you go. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Johan Penn. Follow Angela on Twitter at Angel Montone. Follow Total Sports Live on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Like the Facebook page. Check out Total Sports Got a lot of great stories on there. Uh, Matt Eagles Weekly Recaps up there. Matt Gamer from, from Temple ECU's up there. Angela's story on Pat Burrow. Uh, him finally Welcome get his chance at Big so Farm <laughs> yes. Maybe you he'll one day maybe one day he'll Canada.
0: see them all the stories I write about him.
1: You never know. You never know who's watching and who you're reading. That's that's the I have a mentality I think. You never know who's watching and who you're reading. So check out all three of those stories on total right now. There'll be a lot of other great content up throughout the week. Uh that's pretty much that's pretty much the end of the show. So for me and Angela Right, everybody have a great rest of your night, and we'll talk to you guys later this week. Hopefully, the Eagles come away with a victory tomorrow, because not who this city is not going to be happy on Tuesday morning. So, for me and Angela, everyone have a good one, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye,
0: everyone.